How's it going? I am Jack Bingham. Triple clap. And I am Scott Hughes. And this is Driving with Jack and Scott, podcast number two. Podcast number two, take two. What What do we, yeah, take two. Tell us about that, Scott. Tell us what happened. Well, sad. One of us, don't want to mention any names. It's not my fault. But Jack, I don't know what happened, but apparently he just has no respect for the podcast and basically I'll give you the real version is that the recording just stopped and I'm not happy about it because uh-huh. the basically I didn't touch anything and it just stopped some of the anyway, best moments were shared as we've well. literally recorded a 20 minute podcast of which I, I my <laughs> mic worked for two of those 20 minutes yours was well, fine Scott because I look after my podcasts so I might just give you, during this one, I might just give you a couple of updates on whether it's still working, because now I've got a constant monitor happening. Um, we haven't said the car we're in or where we're going yet. So we're in the Puma, and we're heading back to the manager's house from Dudley Beach, because he's got things to do and people to see. And the Puma, Manager you haven't met yet, the Puma is Scott's vehicle. Yep. It's a Honda CRV, and, and she's had a heck of a life. It'll go anywhere. If... There was an apocalypse. The first thing I'm going for is this car because I know it's got the goods to outlast most things. All right. So let's just let's just use that situation right now. Let's just say you've got you, me, and manager Lachlan, and we're we're in the CRV. Yep. And we've just got we've just come out from the beach right now. Yeah. And we get up the top and it's it's apocalyptic. There's flames mm. on buildings. Mm. No people around. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's one of the zombie ones or one of the vampire ones or what. Mm-hmm. How many types there there are? Apocalyptic types. Um, but there are six. But just, anyway, just what first move off your head? First move. What are you gonna do? Well, do you arm yourself? No, no. Oh, well, for a very first move, you need you need you need some mates. If, well, you, if you've got a wife, probably grab her nah, as well. they're all dead. Well, everyone is dead. So it's just us three. Yes. And every single well, no. Let's be honest, how did we survive and not everyone else has? Well, we, we were on the beach. That, we just had a beach fire. We don't know that they're dead. That's the first thing. You'd go and make you go and try and track them down. Track them down. Alright, once I'm thinking though, once you've got like a bit of a small gathering, like right. obviously you can't you can't save too many people. Well we found out when we went to have a look, everyone was dead. Every single person. Except for us, plus all the zombies, they're alive because they're undead. Well what are we trying to outlive it for? That's my next question. Just trying not to die. Why? If there's no women... So we're just giving in. If there's no way to repopulate the air... So your first move, firstly, you've gone to check on other people. They're not around. You just give in. (laughs) Stop (laughs) it. That was great. I'm really glad we had that discussion, everyone. And usually... But I think this... Oh, well... In the last podcast, we solved a lot of problems. This time, we're just telling you, in that situation, just give up. up. Because it's not worth it. No, that's not what I'm saying. All right. Well... how about this? I'm just saying that surely not everyone's dead. Alright, how about this? Well, surely, and surely we can't verify that in a couple of minutes. Alright, how about That's this? That's a quest in itself. How about this? Alright. The people that you are after, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, they're all cooped up somewhere in a yeah, safe house yeah. now underground. I'm liking, now okay? I'm it. Here's the thing they're this. far away from us, but and we've got some serious. Like battling and surviving to do okay. to okay. get to get to them, okay. right? Yeah. So you need to prep. I like this. Scenario, I don't want any yeah. loopholes. Like, oh, just drive over and grab them. Yeah. All right. So there's zombies everywhere. Yep. 
all the sh stores and stuff, they're all empty. Yep. Well, okay. well like, there's stuff in them, there's products, but there's no people. Can I just say? Yeah. First thing, most people, you, they'd be thinking you've got to hit supermarkets, Bunnings, and others of like, just to get your general goods and stuff. So yep. Bunnings, you can well equip yourself. I reckon. Supermarket. Bunnings like, is a great option. Keep your feed. I say all that's banter. Don't worry about either of those. Okay. Stay clear, stay clear. That's where all the zombies are either headed, because that's where all the people have headed and then become zombies, so they're zombie hot zones. Cool. Supermarkets, monies. I'm thinking, first point of call, makeup store. <laughs> Stash. Store. Smudge. Yeah. Just a store. Oh, well, a store. S-T-O-R-E. Store. Okay, store. Makeup store. I'm talking Mac. I'm talking any... That's the only makeup Is this just for benefits after the apocalypse? No. This is not. Just to, to give gifts? No. Is that kind of going sideways right now? Don't worry about it. No, but... <laughs> Basically, I've always been a fan of the old dress like a zombie, act like a zombie. Camouflage. Camouflage. Okay. Get yourself to a makeup store, camouflage the face, rip up your clothes a bit. I can't help but feel like it sounds like you've given up again. No, no, no. <laughs> you've accepted it. That's a, you've accepted reality. Let's be honest. There's, there's too many heroes out there in today's modern society. Everyone yeah. thinks that they're going to be the one that's going to survive a huge apocalypse. Can I just say right now, sorry to burst your bubble, but you need to come up with a better strategy than kill every zombie in the world. It's not going to happen. And if you think you can purify the world from zombies, yeah. you're having yourself a good laugh. So just join. So just... But are you still killing from the inside? Or are you just, are you no. just starting your life as a zombie? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and just living it out forever until you find the other people that's, and dressing them up. Well. That's an option. That is an option. Yeah. That's not what I was thinking, camouflage till you get to the other people, but uh, maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to just call it quits and just... Give up. <laughs> Number two, give up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean give up. I just mean join, basically join the fight, but even though you're not actually internally turned into a zombie, like you still need human food. You don't eat other humans like your regular zombies do. Yeah. You still need your brain and heart. Well, the good thing is those things won't be in demand anymore, so that's easy. Exactly. And you just got to make sure that when you're having a feed, yeah. you're just doing it out the back. You're stashing away when no other zombies are getting sus. And then when a, another zombie walks in, just throw it on the ground like, <laughs> what like, is this? Oh, I bought this as brains. Oh, get this out here. Well, this is canned human brains. Oh, no. And then you're sweet again. Back study. So, not the worst, not the worst option, I'd say. And because you've gone to the stores, once you finally reach all these other people, you've got an abundance of makeup for them to start their lives as well. They can just, yeah. They can, just, they and then you just blend in until, until you don't. Well, <clears throat> I'm saying rain is a serious issue, so you're going to have to make sure you're onto the weather forecasting. Just stay inside that day. Yeah. All the fake zombies out there. Just imagine out there, perusing around with other zombies, it starts to rain, they're just chilling about, and then they just see you humanise. You're, you're in a feeding frenzy zone, and that is not where you want to be. Get out of there. Get out of there. Well, that's... I'm, I just appreciate you coming up with a different opinion, I guess. I can't, I can't go against that, the fact that you haven't gone to weapons and stuff. No, no, no. I feel like that was pretty smart, to be 
honest. Yeah. So I'm happy. No, that's fine. That's cool. Alright, so, kind of on that point, because, let's be honest, who knows, a zombie, a zombie life might even be better, might be more fun. There's definitely less work you have to do. Even. Yeah. And because food's not in high demand, Free. it's not like you're struggling for survival. The only survival you're struggling from is the zombies. Anyway, what I'm getting at is exactly the same thing is the immortal jellyfish. <laughs> okay? Yeah. This is something we've talked about before. Talk, yeah, no, I'm just saying, with the immortal jellyfish, I mean, it's interesting. We have talked about it before. and You should fill in the listeners. Well, basically, there's a jellyfish out there that has the capabilities. Once it gets to a certain stage, I don't, don't know what exactly causes it or how it happens. I'm not a... Full maturity. But basically, it hits a point of maturity, and then once something happens, it goes back to what's called its asexual state, which is basically like going back to when childhood. I was a childhood jellyfish, a wee, a wee boy jellyfish. Yep. Or not boy, because it's asexual. It grows a little, it grows a little hat, a little propeller on top, and then changes lives its life. Doesn't like coffee anymore. So in effect. It doesn't die because it grows up, grows back young. Grows up, grows back young. But then I remember we Anymore were talking about it, and and it's like it's like highly preyed upon. Isn't oh, it? oh yeah. So it's the, <laughs> so the immortal well, jellyfish actually is one of the weakest animals in the food chain, and it gets eaten by pretty much everything. Well, can I just say yeah. I saw a commercial the other day yeah. about it, which is why I bring it up again. What? Well, What's the commercial about? Well, it's a commercial about some kind of skincare product, and it says it uses essence of the immortal jellyfish. You're joking. So. That's ridiculous. Can I just say, there's a couple of, there's a couple of bad things with that. Yeah. A couple of negatives. Uh-huh. And if the listener, if, I mean, if the, the viewers of this ad are really stringing a couple of thoughts together, then I think they'll see right through it. But first, if indeed... In the skincare product, there is essence of the immortal jellyfish. I would, in fact, say that the jellyfish has died to get there. Not, not immortal. So, so, whatever you're applying to your skin is not immortal. In fact, it's been mortalized. <laughs> it's been both mortalized and killed, basically. So, you don't want that on your skin. Yeah, it almost defeats the purpose. It's like. It's like if you, if um, your partner wanted a bunch of flowers, mm. but instead he made them a gift that involved shredding up all the flowers, mm. and, and you said, yeah. "No, it's got flowers in it. Yeah. It's got essence of flowers." I know. Or if you bought home a cauliflower instead. That's nothing like the situation <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the point is you destroyed the flowers the to make something that had essence oh, of flowers. Okay. I understand. And in result, you had no flowers. You have no flowers. But at least anyway. you still had a really nice decorated little box. But they can't really be riding the skincare product, sell, selling the skincare, skincare product on the fact that it's got essence of the immortal jellyfish when it's, when it's not an immortal jellyfish anymore. I think that's a fair call. Oh, police officer ahead. Just run a red. Don't was hit on the, this. What, what is that? Was on the wrong side of the road. He's on a bike. Oh. 
You don't see police bikes very often. Well, yeah. Honestly, if he's pulling someone over or if he's been called into a job. Whatever he's doing, it's serious. He's, push, he's pushing through traffic. Yeah. That's the advantage he's of, above a push, it. of a push bike. He's above it. Actually, that's... um. Are we done with the immortal jellyfish oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Because I'm just thought no, of... An, go. Go for it. Similar to the police bike, I just, I'm interested in your thoughts. Okay. I know where you're going with this. I hope you do. What about a firefighting bike? That's not it. But that's pretty cool. Maybe we should get back to that. Right. But what I want to know is your opinion yeah. on the police um, horse riders. Uh, and what on earth they're doing. <laughs> in, what, in what circumstance is the horse more advantageous? That's, so, I mean... So they're up high. I yeah, get that. Yeah. I can't think of any other vehicle of which you would be higher. Except for everything. You do have a great vantage point, that's um, true. You do, you can push through crowds. Mm. Mm. Push through crowds. I don't know. I don't know what they're for. Yeah. That's all. I just think, oh. like, the, equi- the what's it called? Equestrian, equestrian police force. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, I don't know if they're oh, earning their money. That's all. Yeah. It's very much just more of a security job, like yeah. crowd control. Crowd <laughs> control with a huge animal. I'm not here to rag on the police force of Australia, but I just think I mean, we're in the 21st century. Like we ditched horses a long time ago. If it's rough terrain, you want to get over, get a quad. Absolutely. Oh, th- honestly, there's lots of things. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm not. I've, there's lots of options out there. Oh, oh look, we found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've caught the copper back up. He's take. Oh He's no. Pulled over another police, another motorbike rider. And we should inform you at this point that it's not a horse rider. It is, in fact, a motorbike. Yeah, and it worked, police believe officer. it or not, because if it was a horse, it wouldn't have caught him. <laughs> Let's be honest. Even though, what? That, that's probably got, I don't know. It's definitely got more than one horsepower. <laughs> so That's got the power of probably 250 to 500 horses. Whereas one, a single horse, as you'd probably got 1.2 horsepower max. If it's a strong horse. It's a of a horse. That's something I've never seen, so I just made a reference to something I don't really know about. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying... <laughs> We're going past the police officer just to see what he's about. What, cool again, what I actually meant to do is chuck a Yui, but I don't know if this is the best place to do it now that the no, police they officer... No, don't do it here. They're just there. Oh, sussing no. us out. Little, right, we're pretty mo- clear. The little motorbike rider looked innocent as well. So, another one, um, but I, I kind of get this a little bit more. Um, and it, I saw it in America, when I was in America, mm. um, the police over there use uh, segways. Mm-hmm. Do they really? Yes. And I think, and, and they've got like a four-wheel drive kind of version, so it's got like chunky wheels. Really? Um, and I just believe that's more of an alternative to having to walk around. Yeah, you know? that's lazy. And you have to remember they're American, so. That, well, yeah, that's lazy. Hey, shout out to American listeners. We that. love you. We love you a lot, but... Second podcast, there won't be too many, let's be honest. If it's, if you go Friends and family at this point. <laughs> Alright, now, also, another question. With those segways, yeah. what are we talking for max speed on those things? I reckon you could get up to 60 kilometres an hour. Really? Probably. 60 kilometres an hour? <laughs> Maybe. I was thinking, I was thinking a, a, brisk for a, a brisk sprint from a police officer. How fast, just, what, how fast does Usain Bolt run? I reckon they go that far. Yeah, okay. No, that's real quick, and that's not for very long. I can't do the math on my head, but let's say... 100. What's 10 metres a second? 
10 meters a second. You know, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we got up really early this morning. All right. Um, no, all just right. going for a surf. I'm at a bar so on the beach. 600 meters a minute. So that's... Uh, let's just back that, that off. 36 kilometers an hour? It's like a kilometer every two minutes. Wait. Lachlan. The manager has done a managerial task and just hit us up. Alright, 30Ks? I reckon I'll give him that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I reckon they can get 30Ks. That's a factor of safety, of course. But, yeah, right. You reckon they can get 30K in here? Yeah, I reckon if you lean forward enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe Which not. is probably possible with some of the size of the police officers that I assume would be using them. Yeah. Get a good counterweight going. Absolutely. Good forward momentum. But uh, I can just see some really good like coat hangers going. I can imagine some special yeah. like coordinated like hit like the flying V. Yeah. Cops coming down the lane. Sirens <laughs> <laughs> building. Yeah, and they just come in, come in from both sides. One of them blocks out, the other one goes into the headlock. Mm. Got him. Only works if they're on foot. Yeah. Nah, if, oh, if the criminal was on a horse, I don't know what we'd do. Because they're so high tech. You couldn't do that. They're so mobile and high tech. Definitely high. I think one of the only uh, possible situations that I could see the horse being beneficial is like full ranger. Like man from Snowy River, downhill descent, chasing someone. Yeah. Like bush, bush ranger. And I reckon that kind of police officer wouldn't play things by the book anyway. So it'd be a bit rough and tumble. One shotgun on the back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sniper, ready to, ready to. You know how most police officers, it's like if you, if you're gonna use your gun, you shoot to kill. They're pretty much like that's the severity of using a gun. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't pull your gun out if you want to wound someone. That's what a taser's for. Really? Yeah. Shoot to kill, aren't Yeah, shoot to kill. I'm not, dis- I'm not well, denying you, you you've got a brother-in-law if you want to, like, threaten it. and a brother-in-law to be to be there to the students. <laughs> That's just the manager playing some harmless ah! fun. <laughs> That's just the manager having some harmless fun in the backseat. Don't worry about him. But, uh, yeah, back to, the, back to the point. You shoot to kill. Yeah, right. You, you can get it out, like, to... I guess there's an anti-threat, like if they pull it on you, you can pull it on them. Mm. But, I mean, if by the stage that they've pulled it on you, your life's at risk, you shit to kill. Yeah, okay. But anyway, That's this fair. particular police officer, I reckon he's not so much by the book. And I reckon he'd be kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Shooter, but kind of just like... Mark Wahlberg? Pretty much a Mark Wahlberg, like crazy sniper. Yeah. And if he just wants you to slow down, Achilles tendon gone, bang. Wow. If it's enough to take out a Roman warrior, it's certainly enough to take out... Are you referring to Achilles? I'm, t- I'm, I'm a f- referring to Achilles himself. That was his specific weak point. That was his one and only weak point, and I reckon this kind of p- police officer would harness that knowledge, mm. harness that useful point of history, <laughs> and aim for that in a pursuit. But... Can I just say what would make it more like the thing is he, he'd be able to do it on the back of a horse. He'd have that capability. 
hunt for that's, a horse. That's very, that's impressive. Like the horse would just be, and it'd be one of those like real clever horses too. He wouldn't need instruction from the. And you know what? He'd have, a, he'd have a heaps of tough name, like Steve or like. Like the police officer or the horse. No, the, the police officer. And the horse. Yeah, the horse too. Steve, the steed. I'm thinking the horse would be Roger. Roger and Steve. Yeah. Hunting through the bush. Don't you dare put a toe out of line in these parts. Oh. On these mountains. Yeah. Old Stevie and Roger. He'd wear a big hat. And no, one would, no one would tell him off for it. Because they'd respect him. Anyway, that's probably the only scenario that I'm thinking the horseback rider would be beneficial. Well, yeah, can I just say, yeah. while we're on the topic, I mean, I always see movies. Definitely there's advantages to uh, riding a horse kind of for long distances. Yep. For fast assaults in a battle, medieval battle. This is where I'm going with this. In modern day? No, no, no. Good. Because <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. They've got these things these days called tanks. It's the no, iron horse. No, no. That's all, I'm just talking in medieval times. Yeah. Yeah, that's an advantage. I've always seen them as a flimsy, like a bit of a flimsy creature. Surely... No, they're powerful. Well, they might be powerful, but can I just say, copping a stack off a horse, that can't just, you can't just come out tulips from such a thing. So imagine... Horses riding along, someone, even in their backswing, quick slash to one of the horse's legs as you're riding past. Yeah. Roger's going down. Roger is down. You're no, coming. Roger, he's not involved. He's well, a different horse, but a similar a horse that's Robert. going straight down. You're going over the hangers, and it's not going to end well. You've got. Just think about the weight of your armor that you're that you're on. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm in agreement with you on that. Absolutely. I've ridden one horse in my life. It was like a tour. It was like yeah. a, it was like a just a, you know, just follow the leader kind of I think style thing. Done that. Have you done it? Yeah. Were you surprised when you stood on the back, when you sat on the back of it, how powerful it was? Because I was. Maybe. I remember sitting on it, and I thought, this like, it, it doesn't bother the horse one bit that I'm sitting here. All I remember. It's not hurting it. Is that there's always one bad horse in the bunch. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Nipping at each other. My, yeah, that is. Run, that must be the case. Running up the back. Every group. Because everyone knows. And old Roger's on the trot. You get out of his way. Well, on my little tour, <laughs> I, I saw one of the scariest things that you could ever see when you're riding on a horse. Yeah. And we were riding along this little path, mm. and there was a snake serpent. on the side of the road. I knew you were going to say serpent. Have I told you before? No. no I just... And I was just going, I'm just riding this thing with zero control, <laughs> like complete zero control. Yeah. If it wanted to run away, it's gone. It's gone. And I'm on it. And, um, well, and I'm just thinking, went, I'm just saying, don't the, see it, um, do not see the horse, do not see the snake, do not see mm. the snake. And um, it didn't, so that's just the, <laughs> just that's as far as that story went, but, you Horse whisperer Jack, don't yeah. see it, don't see it. All right, eyes averted, haven't seen it, pushes on. Fishy complete, I am an official jockey. Equestrian rider. <laughs> Lovely. Horse chat with Jack and Scott. All right. Well, now that we're off horses, we're back onto the managerial, and he has arrived at his destination, so we might have to part ways. That's that's our second podcast. Podcast number two. Two A. What do you call it? Well, let's go two B. Two B. Because A was a non-starter. Or not two B. As you know. No, we'll go two B. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, manager. Thanks very Welcome. Much. Jack has got FM. See you.
Yeah. Travel yeah. Jenkins got a fast. See you later.